Catholic commentary. Spiritual warfare. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Jesus 911. Jesus 911 Friday show. Yes. Sir. Welcome, welcome, family. Happy New Year. Yes. 2024. Is that open? Wow. Oh, we gotta get that. 2024. Hope you have a happy holy new year. And we're still uh in the Christmas season. Yes, so uh, remember, are. Jesus is the reason for the season. Absolutely. That's why I'm wearing my red. Yep. Got some good He's wearing his green. Got some great things to talk about today. We want to talk about on the rundown, we want to talk about the holy devotion yeah. to Jesus that was actually given to us. It's a prayer. It was given to us to fight against communism. Mm -hmm. And we've got to go back to that holy. And there's yes, a short do. little prayer. It goes like this. In the name of the Father, Son, yeah. and of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Amen. Arise, Rise, O Lord, and, and let thy enemies be scattered. And, and let, let them that hate thee flee from before thy holy face. As smoke is driven away, so drive them away. As wax melts before fire, let the wicked melt before God. That's Psalm 68, verses 1 and 2, in the name of the yes, Father, Son, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. I don't have that second part memorized. So. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I said quiet. That's Psalm 68, verse 1 and 2. And by the way, that's a prayer yes. that the Israelites would use when they would go to battle. They would take the Ark of the Covenant. They put the Ark of the Covenant there. God's presence would be on the Ark. They would pray that prayer against their enemies and they would wipe them out. Yeah. And you know what? That's a wonderful uh, arrow prayer. Yeah. So when you feel like you're in fear or you're being attacked, that's something that you want to, you know, probably pay and pray and memorize because it's a, just a great uh, 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 offensive prayer. Yeah. Spiritual warfare. Prayer. Yeah, spiritual Psalm warfare. 68, verse yes. one and two, mm -hmm. especially like, for example, you know yep. what I'm doing this prayer more and more now? You pass by and see a, a psych shop, a, you know, yeah. psychic shop. Yes. Uh, botanica with a curandera. Yeah. Uh, tattoo parlor. You know, whenever you. Anything that's diabolical yes. or demonic that you might. Because we're out in, you the, could sense we're out in the world. We're not always in our nice homes yes. and, you know, secure and our comfort zone. We go out into the world and we're out of our comfort zone. Yeah. Why? Because we need to be out there to what? Evangelize. So that's a good prayer to say. Yes. Just to the side of the cross and just project that out there like a yes. bunch of arrows towards that location. Mm -hmm. If you're passing by an abortion clinic, that's yes. a good prayer to say. Mm -hmm. So what we want to talk about is the Holy Face devotion because this is the, where this prayer comes from. Yes. And we also want to talk about chalking the doors of your home. We'll talk yes. about that in the last segment. Right. But... Uh, yeah, the month of January is uh what's yes, what happens in the month okay. of January? The, well, the month of January is dedicated to the holy name of Jesus. Amen. And that is celebrated on January 3rd. We just celebrated the actual holy name feast. Uh the first 10 days of January fall during the liturgical season known as Christmas, which is represented by the liturgical color white, the color of light, a symbol of joy, purity, and innocence. Mm. The, rema the remaining days of January are the, are the beginning of ordinary time, which is represented by the liturgical color green. This symbol of hope is a color of the sprouting and uh, seeds mm. and arouses in the faithful the hope of reaping the eternal harvest of yes. heaven, especially the hope of a glorious resurrection. Amen. That's Hallelujah. what we have to look forward to, the yep. resurrection. So let's talk about the holy face devotion it was yes. a devotion given to us 
to fight off communism. Mm -hmm. And it's a devotion that was uh, something that St. Teresa of the Little Flower, she was really uh, she was really uh, enamored and devoted to yeah. this devotion. Yes, she was. So, she was. And you know what? The first time I, I really heard about this uh, devotion was uh, during SatanCon. That's when I realized we used it. We used the it. That we used. Yeah, we we did use it, and um, I thought, wow, this is something prayer. that I was not uh, aware of. Aware of, and I think, uh, and I think a lot of people uh, that went to the Satan Con. So uh, this it is was a, it was that, we it, we did a prayerful peaceful peaceful protest yes. at a satanic conference yes. in Scottsdale. Yeah, that to make it clear what happened. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, we we weren't attending this. Yeah, no, we were attending. We were protesting. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. gonna say we're right, protesting right. it. Yes. <laughs> Oh, you can't Peacefully say the word. Yeah, of course, those people, we're Americans and yes, we're followers we of Christ. We have our right, absolutely. Yeah. By the way, yeah. uh, today's the feast day of St. John Newman. It's the first Friday of the month. St. John Newman, yes. pray, pray for, for us. us. Yes. All right. Let's okay. talk about the Holy Devotion. Yeah, let's talk about that. So remembering the Holy Face Devotion on the anniversary of the birth of St. Teresa, as our Lord made his way up to Calvary, a touching scene occurred with an unknown woman. Mm. She was powerless to stop the injustice and offered her veil as a sign of compassion. Our Lord gratefully accepted it to wipe his bruised and bloody face. The face of the Savior was miraculously stamped on her veil. And she came to be known simply as Veronica from Vera, meaning true, an icon image. Her gesture inspired veneration of the holy face of our Redeemer which continued throughout the history of the church. By the way, that yes. that image, that relic, yep. is in the Vatican, St. Peter's Basilica today. It's yes. in a special shrine. Yes. And uh, that's, that's again, see, this is part of the beauty of Catholicism. Yes. That's the tradition of the church. For example, there's no Bible verse that says this happened. This is part of the tradition of the church. Yes. but there's... And they made it into the movie, The Passion of the Christ, mm -hmm. based on yes. the accounts of a lot of approved mystics. Yeah. Not, I'm a mystic. I'm going to start a YouTube channel. And also, channel. you yeah. know, you're going to see that there's been some miracles yeah. applied to this. Absolutely. Uh, uh, this icon. Yep. Yeah. So devotion to the Holy Face flourished during the turbulent 19th century with the efforts of Leo DuPont. St. Teresa of Lisieux increased it yet more by adding this devotion to her religious name. It is more than fitting that we recall this important devotion on this 150th anniversary of the birth of the little flower. Mm. Wow. 150. So who's the this holy man of tours? Mm -hmm. Leo DuPont is a, is a yep. rest in peace. He's a great Catholic author. He was born into an aristocratic French family during the final years of the French Revolution. Uh, I have one of his books. It's called Catholic Prophecy. It's an old tan book. And he's, he was a great writer. And he was into, he knew all the prophecies of the church and he put them together, you know, in chronological order. But That's due a to good the book to read. Yeah. Due to the upheavals in his homeland in France, Leo DuPont was sent to America. He eventually returned and finished his law studies in Paris, France. Mm. Although the bloodstained guillotines were now silent because the French Revolution was over, a far greater threat remained. That was the errors promulgated by the French revolutionaries. They were eroding the faith of Catholic France and spreading throughout the world. Mm -hmm. And those errors are yeah. Freemasonry and communism, communism Marxist yes. communism. Yeah. Surrounded by a spirit of irreligion, 
Leo gave himself up to numerous apostolic ventures. He distributed St. Benedict medals by the thousands mm. and was an active member of the St. Vincent de Paul Society, where he gave his name and large sums of money to support the less fortunate. He also promoted all night vigils honoring our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament and desired to spread this nocturnal adoration the, the world over. St. Peter Julian Emard so appreciated his efforts to promote night adoration that he visited Leo at his home. Something very interesting. I'm going I'm I'm to boast a little bit here. There's a, a lot of great parishes here in the Diocese yes. of Phoenix. Yes. And uh, a lot of great our little parish, Our Lady of Guadalupe, is one of the only parishes. And people wonder, how do you guys do it? And it's a small parish. It was like a former missionary parish. Yes, it was a missionary parish. Yeah. That parish has 24-hour adoration seven days a week. Mm -hmm. There's always somebody praying yes. at Our Lady of Guadalupe Church in Queen Creek, Arizona, in the Adoration Chapel. Mm -hmm. You can't say that about most of the other churches no. in Phoenix. Mm -hmm. Most of the Adoration Chapels, even in a great diocese like Phoenix, that was left this way by just, Bishop Olsen. limited hours. Yeah, limited hours, or they Lim close at 9 o'clock, 9 p.m., that's yeah, it. And, mm -hmm, and so people from other parishes in the diocese say, how do you guys do it? There's people praying seven days a week, 24 hours a day. I think God brought me here for specifically for that reason. Yes. Also, he probably I, brought you know, me here. I just feel blessed that, okay, I'm going to say this. We go, our adoration time is 12 midnight to one o'clock in the morning. It's not easy. It's not easy not to easy. get up. I mean, I try to get to bed at eight and get up at 11. I don't do so well. Ready. Yeah. I go to <laughs> bed at later, 10, 10 I go to bed at, I go to bed at 11 and get up at 11 45. But you know what? It's it's all meritorious, you know, where we can just yeah, it's, you know, it's truly offering yeah, up our sufferings to Christ because yeah. it's not easy. Yeah. But uh once we're there, it's just so it goes worth so fast. It. So beautiful. Oh yeah. my goodness. And it goes so You'll fast. To be with our Lord at night. Because yeah. remember, at night is when yeah. the apostles were asleep. Yes. And you're something you stay awake with him. And I think about yeah. that. Uh, can't you just stay awake with me at least one hour? Here's something also interesting too, and you, you know, you're probably gonna laugh when I say this, is that sometimes we're visited by monsters at yeah, night yeah, there's some monsters in the adoration chapel. <laughs> there have been at least yeah. at least more at least two people yeah. that are diabolically afflicted outside of the adoration yes. chapel in the wee hours of the morning, yeah. howling like wolves, yeah. pounding on the door, let me in, yeah. and stuff. So, but see, that's 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 the diabolical time trying to distract us or discourage pray. us yeah. to go pray and to stop going those hours. Yes. That's when we need to be there the most. No, it, the uh, night hours. Exactly. To be shooting those arrow prayers. In, yeah. Yep. Into the cosmos. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So, so <laughs> one day, Leo DuPont, this great Catholic writer, rest in peace. He's Tan's picked up a lot of his books. He's got a lot of these old Tan books. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He was later known as a holy man of tours. He was approached by Mother Mary of the Incarnation mm -hmm. to ask him something that would change his life. She was the prioress of the Carmelite convent in Tours and was puzzled. Ah, here she comes. Oh, our holy pause, our Lady Guadalupe. Our Lady Guadalupe, ora pro nobis. Pray for us. We'll be back. We're talking about the Holy Face devotion. We'll be back. Good stuff. It's quite communism. Pray for us. 
We're back, family. We are back, yes. Here's here's the prayer to the holy face of Jesus. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. What is this? Psalm 68, verse 1. Arise, O Lord, and let thy enemies be scattered, and let them that hate thee flee from before thy holy face. That's Psalm 68, verse 1. That's a prayer. That's a deprecatory prayer. It's a spiritual warfare prayer. And that's what the Israelites used to use before they went into battle. And again, you can say at any time, especially when you feel you're being attacked in some way, shape, or form, whether out of your home or in your home. That's a that's a wonderful prayer, just to just to as an offensive prayer. That's right. You're passing by a, a psych shop, you know, psychic uh, psychic shop, tattoo parlor, Planned yeah. Parenthood. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, or pa- someone is giving you marijuana their IQ, outlet. Or someone's giving them their IQ on the road. Yeah, just you project just back project at them. Arise, oh Lord. Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Be scattered. Yep, and, you know, they need a blessing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So we're talking about this devotion. It's the Holy yeah. Face devotion. Yes, we uh, are. And uh, we're talking about... Um, Leo, Leo DuPont. Yeah, Leo DuPont. is an old Catholic was writer. by the Mother Mary. She was a prioress of the Carmelite Convention. A com- con- convent in, in Tours, France. Oops, sorry Tours, France. Yeah, and uh, so we the the writer continues. Our Lord asked Sister Mary to find to find um, association to make reparation for the sin of blasphemy. The Savior revealed to Sister Mary how blasphemy was like a dagger, mm. continually wounding his divine heart. He told me that he would give me a golden dagger with which to wound him delightfully and heal the poisonous wounds caused by sin the marvelous golden arrow arrow prayer became central to the holy face devotion but one part of that prayer astonished the nun it speaks of our lord's name glorified even quote unquote in hell end quote wow that's wow that's, that's strong yeah it says here he had the goodness to make me understand Sister Mary explained, mm-hmm. our Lord is talking to her, that his justice was also glorified there, and that in hell, included purgatory, the place of the dead, yes. where he is loved and glorified by the suffering souls. She saw torrents of grace streaming from the sacred heart of Jesus, delightfully wounded by this golden arrow. And we'll show, share with you that beautiful prayer at the end. Yes, at the end. You cannot comprehend the malice of this sin, the novice reported. She said, our our Lord told her, quote, were my justice not restrained by my mercy, it would instantly crush the guilty. All creatures, even those that are inanimate, would avenge my my outraged honor. But I have an eternity in which to punish them. Sometimes I think about a lot of the evil people, for example. Yes. I'm going to get very. Yeah, well. Joe Biden, yeah. he's an evil person. Yeah, because Look, we're we're judging what? Not the soul, the, but the behavior. Look at his voting record. Yeah, yeah, his voting record. He's got 50 years of pro-death yes. legislation, and he's a racist. Yeah. You could watch him on, on YouTube. Yep. He's a bona fide his racist. His voting record okay? and his, his speeches the, yeah. that are anti-Christian. So the point that I'm making, this brings it does bring me comfort. When yes. Jesus tells this nun, he says, I have an, an eternity in which to punish them. Because sometimes we say, Lord, how long are you going to let these evil people get away with yes. stuff? And I'm talking about yeah. even people in our church yes, that have absolutely. miters and roaming callers. Yes, yes. Lord, how long are you going to let yeah. this happen? Lord, he answered me right there. When I read this, I said, wow. I Like, relax, relax, Jess. Yep. 
Okay. On my time. Yeah. Vengeance is mine. Vengeance is mine. He says, I have an eternity in which to punish them. Wow. That's sobering. But they don't think so. They don't think they're going to be punished by their actions. And, and anyways, and I'll tell you somebody, cares what they think. Somebody said what the Lord thinks. Yeah. Somebody okay. sent me something on Telegram. I think I sent it to you where it shows there's a picture of a finger with some yeah. grain, grains of yeah, sand. Yeah, grains of sand on his finger. And you know how, you know, if you wet your, your finger, you yeah, know, there's only, grains of sand. Yeah, there's only so much that can cover your finger. It looks like 50. 50 and then more. there's a comparison picture with the grains of sand in, in the a world. beach in the world. Yeah, like, at least, looks in, like, at looks least like in, the Middle in East one there. area yeah. where there's so grains of sand. So it says your life on earth, yes. 50 grains of sand, sand. on your finger. Eternity, the, the grains of sand throughout the, the world. Throughout the world. It's wow. a sobering yeah, picture. That is sobering. Yeah. Absolutely so sobering. The article says early punishments were not long in coming. On August 26, 1845, the city of Tours, France was nearly destroyed when the Loire River left its banks, causing a flood that caused a generalized panic. Many people recognize this disaster as a punishment from God. Mm -hmm. Even non-practicing Catholics were forced to acknowledge that it was only through a miracle that the whole city did not perish. Wow. So the revolution of process, it continues. Sister Mary also predicted that our Lord would not only use only the elements to put, punish humanity, but also the malice of revolutionary men. So that's interesting. Yes. Elements, earth, elements. wind, fire, lightning, mm -hmm. earth, tornadoes. God uses that to punish yes, us. He does. But he also uses what she said. The malice, the, the malice of, of revolutionary men, and that you I think we're experiencing that absolutely right in our modern day. Yeah. I mean, the Democrat just, Party, they are, let, uh, yeah, this is the oh, these are the getting... these are the modern day communists, yes. the modern day Nazis, yes, right absolutely. now, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. So, first among them was a new group called communists, whom our Lord designated as his worst enemies. So, he told wow, Sister this is what he told her, told her. Worst enemies. Yes. Around this time, Frederick Ingalls and Karl Marx, I'm sure all of you have heard those names before, hmm. were putting the finishing touches on their communist manifesto. Very evil minds. Yes. The work was commissioned by an international organization called the Communist League. At this time, this anti-clerical sect was active in the intellectual field. Anti-clerical. Hmm. See that? Anti-church. Anti not, not an anti-imam, trust no, me. Not, no, anti-clerical. Or, or anti-rabbi. The Catholic no. Church, yes. yes. However, it soon put theory into practice, provoking worldwide bloodshed untold in history. The appeal for an association properly approved by the church for honoring the name of God and doing reparation for blasphemy met with resistance as foretold by our Lord. The obstacles became so overwhelming that Sister Mary had recourse to the Blessed Mother. Mm. She said, oh, most holy virgin, I implore you to come to some pious soul in the world and make her a partaker of that which has been communicated to me in reference to France. Well, wow. guess what? Who is it? Who is it? Her prayers yes, were answered. Yes. Two months later... News spread across France yes. regarding an approved apparition yes. of Our Lady in the Alpine Mountains of La Salette to two children, yes. Melanie and, and Maximin. Mm -hmm. She appeared as a weeping Madonna who requested, among other things, penance for the crime of blasphemy against mm -hmm. God. Yep. 
Mm. I had to correct somebody. Somebody mm. sent me an email the other day. Said, Jesse, <laughs> quit saying stuff about the bishops and the pope. Correcting them. That's blasphemy. And I, <laughs> I said, shame on you. You don't even know what blasphemy is. Look it up in the catechism. Yeah. Blasphemy is an offense against God, not against a pope or a yeah. priest or a bishop. That's yeah. called fraternal correction. Yeah. And so it was a very good uh, point and ex- uh, response that you gave. It's on our website, jessica.com, on our blog. What's the title? Oh, What's the title way, of it? What's oh, the title gosh, of it? I can't. I can't. Okay, it'll come right now. I can't, can't think of it. But you know what? If you haven't um, subscribed to our blog, subscribe. Jesse answers a lot of questions. And you probably had that same question. You're saying, yes. ah, I had that question. Yeah. Jesse just answered it. Yeah. And I always use scripture so, and the tradition in the church. Of course, and stuff. that's sidebar right now. Sidebar. Sidebar. Okay. So it was the confirmation for which Sister Mary had prayed, this Our Lady of La Salette to these two children, this apparition. Mm-hmm. Although her life was, was uh, coming to an end, she knew that Leo DuPont, this lay Catholic, would continue to, to work to fulfill this mission. Yes. Yeah, Sister Mary died on July 8th. 1848, confident that she had done everything requested by her. Six months later, the hatred of the revolutionary men mentioned by our Lord was directed against Pope Pius IX. His trusted assistant, Count Pellegrino Rossi, was murdered by numbers of anti members of anti clerical sect, a secret society called the Carboni. Carbonari. They're in Italy yeah. and they're Masons. Yeah, they're, Masons. They're, they're a group of the Masons. Yeah. yeah. The following day, the Pope was besieged in his palace of the Curinal and forced to accept revolutionary ministers. A week later, he escaped in disguise to Geta in the Kingdom of Naples. In January 1849, at his retreat in Geta, Pius IX requested public prayers for the papal states that had the relics of Veronica's veil placed on display for veneration in Rome. They're still there. Mm -hmm. Those in attendance were astonished on the third day of the exposition when the image on the veil, formerly so faint as to be barely visible, changed entirely. What happened? The divine face now appeared distinctly as if living and was illuminated by a a glowing light. The features assumed a death-like hue and the eyes, deep, sunken, wore an expression of great pain. And that picture is right in front of, right to my left of my computer, by the way. An apostolic notary was immediately summoned and a certificate was drawn up and sent to the Pope. Reproductions of the veil were later printed, touched to the original and sent abroad for veneration. One copy fell into the hands of Leo DuPont. Another reached the convent of Lusu, where an anonymous nun named Teresa, Therese, was practicing her, quote, little way. She would later become one of the greatest saints in modern times and attributed her spiritual progress to contemplating the face of her divine spouse. St. Teresa of Lisieux will always be remembered as a devotee of the divine infant Jesus, but, quote, How ten- however tender was her devotion to the child Jesus, it cannot compare to that which Sister Therese felt for the holy face. Mm. Leo DuPont, this lay Catholic, a, a lay uh, writer as well, made a shrine mm-hmm. with this rep, with his representation of the holy face in his small apartment and kept an oil lamp burning in front of it. One day he received a visit from a lady who complained of an unknown sickness in her eyes, which caused her constant pain. At his suggestion, they prayed together in front of the holy face. He then took some oil from the lamp and blessed her, blessed her eyes with it. To her astonishment, 
she was immediately cured. Mm -hmm. Wow. Word of this prodigy spread quickly and throngs of people visited his, his shrine looking for similar healings. The cures were so numerous that Pope Pius IX declared Leo DuPont to be perhaps the greatest miracle worker in church history. Leo eventually took a photo of his picture and had 25,000 lithograph copies made and distributed at his own expense. He also began filling bottles with the oil from his lamp and eventually distributed over 1 million vials of miraculous liquid. I wonder if it kept on producing. I mean, think about that. That's 1 million vials. How can that in, in a lamp, you know how big lamps are. They're not that big. Kerosene lamps or whatever lamps. Right. I'm just, I'm just guessing that's what thinking it was. Thinking out loud. Yeah. It makes yeah, sense thinking to me. Out loud. Yeah. Wow. The, the effort to approve the work. itself. Yeah. The effort to, ah, here she uh, comes. Our holy pause. Yes. The our mother lady. of our savior. Yes. Not that day. Yes. La Morenita. Stay with us, family. The cause of our joy. Good stuff. Kenny talking about the holy face. Pray for us. So tenderly you hold us in your arms. Your beauty and your grace are the bright little dawn. Our Lady of Guadalupe. Pray for us. So tenderly you hold. We're back, family. We're off to Texas. Right? Yeah, we're off to Texas and um, in San Antonio area. So I know it's not an open event, but we're going to be there and um, pray for us that anybody that attends this event, that they uh, receive the message from the Lord, not from us, right. but from the Lord. That they draw closer and closer, closer to Christ. Yep. What we want is conversion, 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 Absolutely. holiness, holiness, holiness. Yep. And that's the goal. Yeah. We're talking about the Holy Face devotion of our Lord Jesus Christ. And kind of the the back the backdrop behind this. Mm -hmm. So, the effort to approve the work of reparation reached a turning point one day when a Father Musi visited the Holy Man of Tours, Leo Dupont. Mm -hmm. The priest had completely lost his voice because of a throat infection. Mm -hmm. The local Archbishop Cardinal Francois Morlot mm -hmm. suggested he visit Leo Dupont. Mm -hmm. This just happened to be the same prelate who five years earlier had placed the writings of Sister Mary under lock and key. Mm. Mm. After reciting the, the litany to the Holy Face composed by the Holy Nun, uh, Leo DuPont anointed Father Musi's throat with the oil. To the astonishment of everyone present, the priest's speaking ability was immediately restored. Wow. Immediate, immediately. Well, you saw the, yep, the, earlier yep. in the article, it said yep. that Leo DuPont... Yep. Uh, Probably was one of the greatest miracle workers in all of Catholic, yes. of all Catholicism, all and he, he, Catholicism. he was a layman. Yes, he was a lay person. He was a layman. And, um, he was holy layman. Lord said, "You're going to be doing, you're going to be a witness." Wow! To the miracle. Woo! Uh, in November 1874, Archbishop Charles Theodore Colette was installed as a new ordinary for tours. He wasted no time opening the sealed archives with the revelations of Sister Mary. He read them all and was so edified that he had them sent to the Benedictine Fathers at the Abbey of Solismes. I guess that's how you pronounce it, where they were given the highest recommendations. In 1885, Pope 
Leo XIII endorsed this devotion by establishing an art confraternity of the Holy Face. In 1958, Pope Pius XII formally declared the Feast of the Holy Face of Jesus as Shrub Tuesday. That that is the Tuesday before Ash Wednesday. So for for those that know don't know what Shrub Tuesday is, for all Roman Catholics, the Holy Manitor is now venerable. Leo de Pont died in 1876 with his dream fulfilled. What he did not know was that. Therese Martin, who was not yet two years old at the time, would carry on this devotion. And who is Therese Martin? St. Therese of Lisieux. She was two Leo years de, old. Leo de I'm looking at him here. He's yeah. now, he's venerable. Venerable. Almost there. Yeah, he's known as, a, he died in 1876. Yes. He's known as the Holy Man of Tours, France, mm-hmm. or the Apostle of the Holy Face. He was a Catholic layman who helped spread various devotions, such as that of the Holy Face of Jesus, and nightly Eucharistic adoration. And he was declared venerable by Pope Pius XII. Mm-hmm. Uh, venerable Leo Dupont, yep. pray for us. And now, you know, now that I know this, no, now, now, now that I know about him, that he promoted adoration. Night, at night, night. He's going to be the first one I'm going to pray for. Yeah, in, yeah. Yes, ask for because, intercession when we go yes, pray. Yes, ask for his intercession. Venerable yes. Leo Dupont, pray for, for us, us if we're here at night. Yes. So... The reason for St. Therese's devotion to the Holy Face, besides Veronica's veil, the only other imprinted picture of our Lord is his, is his burial cloth, the Shroud of Turin. Both images are impressive because they depict our Lord's face as he wanted to be remembered. Mm-hmm. Or as most people ch- choose to look their best for the camera, mm-hmm. our Lord left two representations of his divine face that were disfigured. Yes. Real interesting. Yes. St. Teresa had such devotion to the Holy Face because of this distortion. It was the way in which her divine spouse chose to hide himself. Quote, he whose kingdom is not of this world, end quote, St. Teresa once said. She also said, showed me that true wisdom consists in desiring to be unknown and counted as nothing. Mm. Ah, I desired that like the face of Jesus my face be truly hidden. Can can be. My, can, oh, my, my face, face be truly be hidden. truly hidden. That no one on earth would know me. Wow. I thirsted after suffering, and I longed to be forgotten. She said, "What a lesson for modern men who seek the limelight, but are forgotten in death." Saint Therese, Saint Therese, chose the opposite path and is loved the world over. Our Lord's exemplary attitude also reminded her of her father's final illness. Louis Martin, who suffered two strokes before her entrance into Carmel, the monastery. Mm-hmm. Uh, St. Therese said, just as Jesus' adorable face was veiled during his passion, so too the face of, of his faithful servant had to be fa- veiled during the days of suffering mm-hmm. in order later to shine forth in the heavenly homeland next to his Lord, close quote. It was then that she changed her religious name and began to sign her letters, quote, Therese of the Child Jesus and the, the Holy Face. Wow. Wow. The passion of our Lord Jesus Christ is unparalleled in history for its brutality. Of all the ill treatment heaped upon our Lord, however, none was more injurious to his infinite dignity than that directed at his adorable face. Quote, if I have spoken the truth, why dost thou strike me? That's what Jesus said. As his response to the buffet of a servant of the high priest. 
When slapped, he meekly turned the other cheek, and when his enemies went so far as to spit in his face, he merely lowered his eyes, his eyes in such a way he was wounded for our iniquities and bruised for our sins. This is a testimony to his enormous sacrifice for us. This treatment might have disfigured his face and obscured its majesty, but it did not dampen the affection of his followers. To love our Lord in all of his splendor as upon Tabor is easy. Mm -hmm. It is quite another to leave to love that that same beauty veiled under the spittle, dust, sweat, and blood during his passion. Mm -hmm. Catholics today are therefore faced with a situation like that of Veronica. While our Lord's enemies cannot harm his per today cannot harm his person, they crucify him again in his mystical body, the church. Mm -hmm. This is especially true for those within the sacred hierarchy who, like Judas deny or even outright promote the sinfulness of the LGBT lifestyle. Mm -hmm. These insults, which have become public and notorious, demand public reparation. Mm -hmm. Woe to those cities, our Lord told Sister Mary, that will not make this reparation. Wow. I know our city's making reparation. Yep, yep, absolutely. Yep. And this household is making yep, reparation. Absolutely, we sure are. And if you got personal illnesses like I do, just offer them up every day. Make reparation. Say, it's going to end one day. Wear that hair shirt. I know. Wear that <laughs> hair shirt. Wear that. <laughs> yeah, see, I have to remind them sometimes. So that's your hair shirt, sweetie. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> so if Veronica had stayed home and done nothing, she would have remained anonymous in the face of the, the most monstrous crime in history. By doing otherwise, she became the patron saint for those willing to face the multitudes in defense of our of our Savior. Yeah, that takes a lot of courage. A woman going out of getting moving herself out of the crowd and going where Jesus was, was at and giving him the cloth to you know, comfort his in front of Roman soldiers. Soldiers, wow, she did. Yeah, definitely. She did, as they say, she did a yeoman's job. She did a yeoman's job. With a simple public act of generosity and previously nameless, anonymous individual individual walked out of obscurity onto the stage of history, and like Therese, will never be forgotten. The golden arrow prayer. That's something we can pray. You know, that's the golden arrow. This was arrow. taught to us, this prayer. Yes, prayer. And this 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 soothes the holy face of Jesus. Yes. How does it go, the golden arrow prayer? By the way, that that, that prayer is being added in, in my book 2.0. Yeah, 2.0. Yeah, yeah. It's coming soon. Yeah. Yeah. So, name of the Father, it's Son, and the Holy, holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. This is the golden arrow prayer that soothes the faiths of Jesus from all the blasphemies that he's subjected to by yes. by the, the sinful people in this world the unbelievers and it goes like this may, may the, the most holy the, the most sacred the most adorable and the most incomprehensible name of god be always praised blessed adored loved and glorified in heaven on earth and in hell by all the creatures formed by his sacred hand and by the loving heart of our Lord Jesus Christ, in the most holy sacrament of the altar, amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. And we'll 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 say that prayer again just before the end of our show. But yeah. Of course, we got another segment, so stay with us. Yeah, and you know this, still... this uh, that prayer is the is the final prayer for 
that there's an actual devotion, and I'm looking it up here. Yeah, the, the it's called the Chaplet of the Holy the Face, face of Jesus. Jesus. And then once you finish the chaplet, that's that, the final prayer. Ended, yeah. The golden arrow prayer. Yeah. Was, our Lord told St. Mary, that yeah. nun, Sister Mary, that's the close of that prayer. Yeah. So you do the chaplet of the Holy Face, which is absolutely beautiful. It's beautiful. Just put it on YouTube and it's on. Uh, the, just uh, type in the chaplet of the Holy Face of Jesus. And uh, you can say that chaplet, of course, doesn't take place of the actual rosary. No, but it's, it's an, an additional, addition. another devotional that you can add. It's remember, we're always looking for New Year's yeah, resolutions. And this, this one this is, is something that you could This do. is specifically to fight communism. Yes, yes. It's specifically, think, which I, is this, which is a satanic yes. governmental system. Absolutely. Which is and not I, creeping into this country in the Democrat Party. And, this it's a satanic yes. government system. And yeah. this prayer, this chaplet is meant, and that prayer is meant to, to fight, fight against communism with our fight. spiritual weapons. Absolutely fight it. And you know, it's funny that you um you know that we're 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 talking about this because a lot of uh people that have addictions, you know, they're told to pray the rosary and look at the, uh, the look at the, the wounds of Christ when they're praying the rosary to break that addiction, whatever it may be, you know, from pornography, yeah. pornography, from drug addiction, whatever it is. And um, this, this one, is, this one, look at the face. You're going to be looking at the face. Yeah. So this is it's and even, you know, at, at praying your rosary, you just look at the face. It really brings you comfort. I, I can see what um, St. Teresa Lisieux said. It brings, you know, comfort. Here she comes. Hold on. Yes. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere, family. We are back in our last segments. We are 11 minutes away from the finish line. Yeah, but, from going, but we're before, taking off to Texas. Yes, right. we are, yes. But, but by ahead. the way, um, we're, we're, we're coming this week and we're going to be coming to the Feast of the Epiphany. Yes. And there's an old tradition that's making a comeback. Most people don't know about this. I didn't know this until a few years ago. Mm -hmm. Because, again, the modernists have done a very good job of getting rid of these beautiful Catholic traditions that help us. Mm -hmm. One of these beautiful Catholic traditions that's starting to make a comeback. It is. It's it called is. the chalking of the doors, mm -hmm. an epiphany blessing. Yes. And, that, again, this is something I just uh, learned a few years ago. Mm -hmm. And I've talked to several exorcists. And they said, oh, yeah, this is. This goes back about a thousand mm -hmm. years. So if you go on the internet, there's different, different, you know, everybody has a different protocol, you know, the USCCB, this exorcist, that priest, but it, as long as you follow one of the protocols, but here's generally what you're supposed to do. Yes. If you're a Catholic, you've probably seen, you've probably seen it, a mysterious set of letters and numbers looking for looking for all the world like an equation, like it's a math equation, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. inscribed in chalk over a doorway at your parish or at the home of a friend. Mm -hmm. Maybe you thought you could figure it out, or maybe you're too embarrassed to ask, what the heck is that? 
If you don't know what the chalk is all about, don't be ashamed. You're certainly not alone because I did it because this hasn't been taught since after 1965, mm -hmm. but it's making a comeback. Yes. And it's a beautiful yeah. uh, tradition. It's uh, it's called. So it's called Epiphany. Epiphany. It's called Epiphany, also known as a 12th night uh, theophany or three kings day. That's So it marks the occasion of a time honored Christian tradi tradition of, quote, chalking the doors. The, right the, over, yeah. yeah, right over. The formula for the ritual adapted for, and we're going to say because uh, 2024 yeah. is simple. You take the chalk. Got to be blessed by a priest. Got to be blessed. Yeah, got to be blessed. Bless it. Of any color, it says, you know, any color. And write the following above the entrance of your home. So 20, and then that's the beginning of the uh, the. The not the year, but the century. Cro okay. Across, cross, not plus. Okay. He thinks like yeah, not it's math. Across. across, okay. C, and then another cross. cross. Then M, and then another cross. cross. And then B, another cross. cross. And then twenty-four, 24 the year yeah. that you're doing it. Like to this, this year would be twenty-four. Yeah. So the letters have two meanings. First. They represent the initials of the Magi. So you got C, M, and B. So it's Casper. C's Casper, Malchior, Malchior and, and Balthazar. That's a C, M, B. Mm -hmm. Casper, Malchior, and Balthazar, who came to vis visit Jesus in his first home. Yeah, first home. And you know where that yeah. is? In Bethlehem. Yeah. And he was born. But it also, mm -hmm. these abbreviations... In the Latin mm -hmm. phrase yes. also stands for in Latin Christus Mansionem Benedicat, which means May Christ bless, bless the house. house. Right over in chalk and yes. holy chalk. May Christ bless, bless the, the house. house. So the plus signs are not plus signs. No, they're not plus. No, they are crosses. Yes. Okay. And the twenty the 20 at the beginning. And the 24 at the end marked the year. So 2024. Okay. Taken together, this inscription is performed as a, as a request for Christ to bless those homes so marked and that he stay with those who dwell therein throughout the entire year. I know there's a story where um, this was done in uh, who it was an exorcist? Yeah, said, over in, in uh, yeah, so yeah. Monsignor John S. Yeah, and his team. What happened? Yeah. And this is interesting. Listen to this. He gets he yes. gets a call of a person. Father, father, come over. My house is haunted. There's all kinds of preternatural activity happening in the house, which is consistent with demonic infestation. Mm -hmm. And so Monsignor S. He goes over there, and he tells the man of the house. He says, "We're going to do the Epiphany blessing." He goes, I'm going to show you how to do it. He goes, but then you're going to do it next year because this blessing is only good for 365 days. And demons who are lawyers from hell, they know how powerful a blessing is. And when basically it diminishes, it's, it, the, the power diminishes or loses, it's, it's, it's turned out. Mm -hmm. And so Monsignor Esep, the exorcist, he he did the epiphany blessing over the doorpost of the house with the, the the man of the house is there, the wife, the kids. And they said that all demonic activity stopped, completely mm -hmm. stopped. Yep. I mean, they had 
dishes floating in the air. They had <laughs> the bottle. They had saucers moving, sliding. They had they had couches in the morning turned over upside down. You could think of. Yeah, they had cabinets yeah. opening and closing. Yeah. All that stuff. Then the man yeah. of the house, he said, "Wow, I had Monsignor Esif come over here and bless his house. I'm good. I'm mm -hmm. good. Good. I don't need to do anything." So, more. so he didn't bless it a year after he waited one. So I think yeah, it was blessed on Epiphany Sunday. I think it was. And so this guy said, "Wow, Monsignor Esif blessed my house. I don't need to bless it. The priest did it." Mm. On the 366th day, he didn't bless it like he was supposed to, the man of the house. On the 365th day, everything that the house was experiencing diabolically came back with a vengeance. Mm. They waited. They said, okay, they're watching the man of the house. Ah, he didn't bless it. Attack the ex that blessing is good for a year. And since they're loyalists from hell. They said, we're going to wait one year plus one day. If this lunkhead doesn't bless his house with the pivot blessing, it's full on attack. And that's exactly what happened. That's what happened. See? So it's so important. But then also, you got to be a practicing Catholic, Catholic, practicing family to have this done. Yeah. And I'll tell you, because let's just say you bless your house with the epiphany blessing, mm -hmm. but you're a person that lives in an objectively in a mortal sin. It's mm -hmm. pretty simple. There's a story in Luke's gospel where a possessed man. He asked, he asked, Lord, help me, help me. And our Lord takes the demons, mm -hmm. calls them out, expels them from his body, and he sends them to a bunch of pigs. And then the pigs are now tormented, and they run off the cliff and into, this, into the ocean. Now, why is it that the demons went from an unclean soul? Jesus drove them out immediately because he's mm -hmm. God. Yeah. And then where did they go to? They didn't go to a tree. They no. didn't go to a, a shooting star. They went to pigs. Yeah. They went to unclean animals. because demons are unclean spirits yes. that like unclean things and mm -hmm. for in the old testament pigs are considered unclean okay. in jewish law mm -hmm. and so a person who's unclean they're spiritually a pig yeah you're a, yep. when you're in mortal sin yeah you're a spiritual pig mm -hmm. and guess what yeah demons are attracted to spiritual pigs mm -hmm. so let's say you do the epiphany blessing but you're living a double life, mm -hmm. like a lot of people, yep. men and women live a double yep. life. They say one thing on their prayers and on Sunday, and they're doing something else. Uh, yeah, if the other six days of the week. Yeah, if you're acting like a beast. <laughs> yeah, if if you're spiritually a pig, unclean, guess what? The epiphany blessing is not going to, you nullify gonna, the blessing yep. because it has to be done by the person who, who has the priest of the house, which is a man. Yes. But he has to also have. As it says uh, in, in James 5.16, the prayers of a righteous, righteous person. Mm -hmm. Righteous. That means yeah. one who's in a right relationship with God. Absolutely. If you're in mortal sin, the epiphany blessing it's is not, not going to work. work. It's not going to work. So let's continue the, with the chalking of the doors. It's a centuries old practice throughout the world, though it appears to be somewhat less well known in the United States. It is, however, an easy tradition to adopt and a great practice whereby we dedicate our year to God from its very outset, asking his blessing on our homes and on, on all who live, work, or visit them there. The timing for the chalking the doors varies somewhat in practice. In some places, it is done on New Year's Day. More commonly, it is performed on the traditional Feast of the Epiphany, the, 
the 12th day of Christmas. The 12th day of Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> Most often, the chalking takes place after Epiphany Mass and can be done at any church, home, or dwelling. Traditionally, the blessing is done by either a priest or the father of the family. This blessing can be performed simply by just writing the inscription and offering a short prayer, a more elaborately, uh, or more elaborately, or more elaborately, including songs, prayers, processions, the burning of incense, and the sparkling of holy water. It's whatever you want to do. Yeah. But as long as a prayer is said, and, yes. And there's and different yeah. there's different protocols. Oh, yeah, there is. You go on the is. internet, mm -hmm. and this priest has this. Yeah. The USCCB has this. Yes. This exorcist has this. Yeah. As long as you do the Epiphany bless, blessing, right. gentlemen. Right, and if um, and I'm, it's the Sunday. Sure, yeah, Sunday. Right, and I'm sure for those that don't have a man in the home, would it be? I'm asking you this question for our listeners. Would it be okay for the mother who would be head of household for her to do it? That's a good question. I'll have I'll have to check on that. Okay, but I don't Yeah, but I don't think I don't you stump him. Yeah, you just stump me. If I were the woman, here's what she should do. They're based on Father Ripperger's teachings. And the authority. Yeah. Call right? the call the priest. And if the priest can't come, but they're gonna be too busy on a Sunday, get your oldest son. Get the oldest son of the house, no matter how old he is, and the oldest son now has the, the authority to do the blessing. So the mom would get the oldest son of the house to do the blessing over the house. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's, that's okay, the liberal that's the liberal crystal method. Okay, so there you there is yeah. the answer. Yeah, there is you. you so if I would, if, if I, I didn't stump yeah, you. if I would drop if I would drop dead, uh, you would call my, our son Paul to and do you, the and you'd ask him. Yeah, you, since you know, your mother. dad's not here no more. Can you can bless? Get, can, uh, can you do the epiphany blessing in the house mm -hmm. in lieu of your even father? though he doesn't live in the home? Yeah. But because yeah. he's the eldest son, he's, he's son. a practicing Catholic yes. as long as he's. Yeah, yeah, exactly. OK, that's uh, there. We so, go. There's our answer. So, again, here's also another thing. That, there's another home blessing. It's called the Sacred Heart of Jesus. You yes. can get that on the Internet. Type in Sacred Heart of Jesus. Yeah, that's Sacred another enthronement. home enthronement. Oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah. You get a cup, some people with you. I mean, yes. invite people over. It's those simple. Believers it's simple. And the, the, the husband and Enthrones the wife. Christ is king. king. Right, and you and, got a bunch of witnesses, and you have a picture, and it's like a pair of liturgy. Yep. Mm -hmm. The man leads the prayers, and everybody follows. Yeah, the Sacred Heart. As a matter of fact, today is the first Friday. Yeah, Sacred Heart. Sacred Heart of Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, we place our trust, trust in, in Thee. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you why this this whole uh, Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Epiphany bless, blessing. These are like mm -hmm. paraliturgical actions. Yes that causes angels to come to your home and it causes demons to flee from your home. Why? Because you're enthroning your home to the sacred heart of Jesus. You're enthroning your home upon the epiphany blessing. <laughs> oh, I think that's a wrap there. I hear the music. We'll okay. see you next time. Same yes. price time, same price, gentlemen. Same price time. We'll be in San Antonio and see you next week. And we will be in New Jersey next week. That's it. We're done.